This is the 12 Songs of Christmas, today with Megaran. My name is Alex Rawls, and this is my podcast on Christmas music. This week, my guest is Megaran, an indie hip-hop artist that I've wanted to have on the pod since the start. The Philadelphia-born native now resides in Phoenix, and he's made a career of rapping about his pop culture passions, including professional wrestling, video games, sports, and television. He also has a podcast, Matt Mania, wrapping up action in the WWE. In 2011, he released A Very Random Christmas, which he updated in the years following. In our conversation, we talked about why he did that, and the relationship between hip-hop and Christmas, since hip-hop has produced very little memorable Christmas music. It was great to finally talk to Mega, and here's that conversation. So, I've, always, I've really enjoyed a uh, very random Christmas. Um, that was 2011? Yes, 2011. I... Um... I remember getting the idea. I was on tour in the fall of 2011. It's like my first big tour. And we're all over the country. So it was a lot of long drives. And we just started kind of running out of music to listen to. And I decided to one day turn on the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas in Scaraldi. And um, it's like October at the time when I'm playing it. And I was just like, I don't know. It just gives me good feelings. So... I just wanted to play it during my drives. So as I got maybe a few songs in, I thought like, whoa, has anybody ever thought about like sampling these or making, you know, hip hop tracks out of them? And they had not. So I just, I got to work as soon as the tour ended, it ended on Halloween. And so I locked myself in the studio after Halloween and worked on getting it out by, I think maybe Black Friday of that year. Wow. That's a nice turnaround. Yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, that was the beginning of me like really marathoning to get out albums. Like, I'm really big on dates, you know. So if a, if a date is important to me, I really try my best. That helps me to to really complete tasks is to have a date in mind. So usually, every project of mine releases on a special day, whether it's a date that's special to me or a holiday or something like that. Are you normally a fast worker? It depends, really. You know, like, if I'm excited about the work, yes. <laughs> but if I'm not, then uh, no. Then, you know, I, that's been since college, you know, like, coming up with term papers the day before has just kind of been a thing for me, where, like, if I wasn't excited about it, I'd do it, but I would do it at the last minute. And, you know, that's just always how it's been. But with music, I really enjoy it. So I, as long as it doesn't feel like a job to me, I can I can work pretty fast. I've been writing songs for a long time. Right. You know, and so people did get surprised when they see me in the studio, like, dude, you write so fast. And I'm like, well, I've been writing a long time. So there are a lot of ideas in my head that. I haven't ever put to paper, you know, so it just tends to certain projects will bring that idea to light. And so I just start working on it. 
Well, and it also seems like, you know, you're, you know, part of, I think, what makes your career really interesting is that you have figured out how to write about the things that interest you most. And, um, yeah. and that's not everybody. That, you know, a lot of people are thinking, they're either they're thinking, I need to, you know, thinking about it needs to be X or needs to be Y. This needs to be heavy. It needs to be telling this, this kind of story. It needs to be, it, it needs to be something specific. Whereas, you know, it seems like you figured out, I like games. It can be, a song can be about games. I like wrestling. Songs can be about wrestling. I like, if you like it, a song could be about it, which is a, and, and as time, and, and, and if things matter to you, you can write about that too. And so that seems like a, a, a like something that would lead to you being able to work at a reasonable, uh, reasonable clip. Yeah, I think so. It's just a matter of me being comfortable with taking the things that I love and sometimes I can choose to write about it directly and then I can choose to write about it indirectly. So if I want to talk about love or a situation that's really difficult for me to write about, I can do it through the lens of the other things that I love, like a video game or a comic book or something like that so that I can make those those subjects a little easier for me to approach. And uh, and I think just being inspired by a lot of the, the pop culture things that I grew up being into it gives me almost an infinite well of creative source material, you know, to kind of take my story and weave it into, you know. Did, did your experience writing over the years make it easier to make, a, uh, make an album like uh, Two Hands Up? Which, is that like the, the most sort of directly political, for lack of a better term, or the most sort of socially you know, sort of socially present album that you've made? Yeah, since my first album, I think, honestly. My first album in 2006 was The Call, and that album is, I feel like, spiritual, political, you know, religious, there's love, there's all these different things in it. And honestly, I felt like that album had, like, drained me when I was finished with it because I, I said everything that I felt, <laughs> you know. We yeah. were in some crazy times back then, so I was just saying what I felt. And uh, but yeah, it felt draining to the point where I didn't even want to make music anymore. Wow! So it was it was luckily for me, you know, that I found inspiration and rejuvenation in video games. So I took a year off music, started playing games, reading comics again, and it took me back to a moment of innocence. And that's what made music fun to me again. Was having a new inspiration. And um, honestly, I spent a lot of years making fun music, and I felt like well, what about the side of me that isn't so fun or the things that aren't so fun right now that we had to talk about? So, uh, yeah, so Two Hands Up was that album. I knew that we had something important to say because we were in some very important times. And um, that album came out in May, and it was like literally right everything we talked about, you know, had kind of come to a head for for everyone, not just, you know, people of color. So, um, So the timing was right, and I felt like, it felt good to speak about some things that I hadn't necessarily addressed before on songs. I'm curious, and we're we're recording this conversation in August, and you know, I, I also have my own website, My Spilt Milk, which is a 
sort of general music uh, and culture uh, website. And I know one of the things I've been thinking about during the last you know, four or five months is trying to find the stories that make sense to tell. And there was a story I had actually before the, before the pandemic, I had pitched a magazine, and they said, we don't think this is what we want to do right now. And I'm like, I'm glad you said that because I don't want to do that story right now. Right now that story seems silly at a time when, that's, when I don't feel silly. And and I've, it's not like everything needs to be cumbersome, but I feel like stories need to be a part of their moment. And I, and I wonder, when you were thinking about Two Hands Up, that if you could have made songs about uh, made songs about video games or made songs about wrestling, and you know, in the front in the uh, the front half of this year. Um, I guess so. I mean, I've. Hmm, I'm trying to think of what what did I what did I release this year? I, I usually put out a, a occasional singles. What I do is I have a Patreon and I've been lucky enough to have a few hundred folks who like to hang out there and hear new music or works in progress. And so for Patreon, I do two songs a month. Patreon.com slash Megaran, by the way. And in there, I give them two songs a month. So they're really whatever I'm thinking at the time. They're like a time capsule. So if I'm into a, a certain TV show, comic book, whatever, the songs go there. Um, if I'm into a, a very serious topic, you know, the songs also go there. So the Patreon is probably the best way to see kind of where my head is. And when I look back, January, I did a, a year, year-end year wrap-up of the top video games of the previous year. <laughs> you know, things like that. And then... By February, there's, oh, this new TV show was really fun. I, I talked about that. And then a game was really cool. And then by March, it all just gets very serious and heavy, you know, because that's just the moment I was in at the time. So a lot of those songs will wind up getting released to the public. But, but yeah, it's good to go back through there and see kind of where my head was. But uh, to answer your question, I, yeah, these ideas, I wrote these two hands up songs in October, November of last year. Oh, wow. You know, it just takes time to get, you know, get mixed, get mastered and, you know, get fully fleshed out. But a lot of these topics and songs were written in 2019. Wow. You know, they just weren't, you know, ready to come out. So it just kind of shows me that, you know, like you say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, sadly. So sadly, (laughs) you know. A lot, a lot had changed, you know. I was talking about Alton Sterling, who's someone who should be, you know, close to you guys in Louisiana. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then it's like you just replace the name and make a new song almost, you know. It's very, very unfortunate. But, like, I, I feel like it's it's a sign of the times that we're in. Right. You. Cracking. It's good, left. How you, man? Never wait till the last minute to try to do all your shopping Cause you a 
gonna lose all your options. Options. That's word. Just another day sitting on the stoop like we do when the kids just bored. Think about the Christmas this time. Roll in and we're snacking ass for a little bit more. Gotta get this money, man. And I ain't got nothing against Santa Claus. Last year, front end, ring what I wanna, and I ain't trying to take another loss. Just this no starts to fall. Blanket in my gun. Now, I wanna go back since I were here, obviously, first off for Christmas music. Um, when, so is is Charlie Brown Christmas a part of every song on Very Random Christmas? Yes, yes. There are pieces, elements, either through the title or through like some of the piano riffs that have been sampled or replayed. Uh, yes, a Charlie Brown Christmas is integral to the A Very Random Christmas album. So what I did later on through the years is I wanted to try to make this album what they call a living album. So... In 2011, when it came out, 2012, I wrote one new song and added it to that. And then 2013, we wrote a new song and I added it to that. Uh, 2014, we added a song. And I think I stopped there because the, song, the album was starting to get really long. <laughs> so I, did, I was like, I can't do a song every year. Like, we'll have a 50, you know, track album at some point. But hello. And... uh yeah, so I didn't want to create an album that was too long, but uh, but I did want to create something special where the album felt different every year. Oh, cool. Know? So something new that would make people want to listen to it again. So if you hear it now, you're hearing songs that were made in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. Oh, cool. And I think 2015, too, yeah. Why did you want to make it an album that refreshed year after year? Um, because Christmas is fun every year for me and um i don't know it's literally the only project i've thought of doing something like this with but it's the only project that i've done that's tied to a holiday so i guess i wanted in addition to people the people that break the album out every year like people have it on cd so they have the original release on cd which has the maybe 10 or 11 songs on it uh but you know i think just for it to refresh. I didn't want people to be like, I already got it. I got it last year. You know, that's like my biggest concern for me. Uh, you know, being an artist that exists within a, a niche group, uh, uh, I never want my fans to be like, oh, I already got it. You know, I got right. I got this new thing already. It's like, no, you don't have this. So uh, uh, I, I know that that would excite me as a fan to know that my my favorite made something new. Right. And added on to this piece. So, uh, so yeah, I just thought that would be a really fun idea. It was it hard to pick up the pieces when you go back to it year after year? Does it pick up the thread? Yes, uh, absolutely. Especially now, I feel like we've maybe not used all of the possible, you know, uh, elements of Charlie Brown Christmas that I could use but just maybe all the ones that i want to so at some point it becomes a stretch creatively so for the last few that we did we did not use any elements of charlie brown they're just they're just christmas wraps right. and um i just thought that that would be cool because i just didn't think there's not enough christmas hip-hop you know right. and so for that reason alone i just wanted to be able to make something that rap fans could play during the holidays do you have uh, favorites uh, from the sort of Christmas hip hop canon? Uh, Christmas rapping is great. Uh, it's Curtis Blow, uh, Christmas and Hollis, Run DMC. 
classic, uh, great beats, great storytelling on both of those. Um, and that's really like it, you know? I think that there's like a maybe a Snoop Dogg Christmas song somewhere. Um, but like, that's that's it, you know? And I feel like in the years, the 40 plus years of hip hop, there should be more than a couple of Christmas songs. Yeah, there's, I've started, started digging and finding more. There's a great Treacherous 3. Uh, if you go old school, you can do pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, there's a good Treacherous 3. Um, actually, one of my current, one of my favorites is uh, Kanye's Christmas, uh, what's it, Christmas oh, yeah, in Harlem? Christmas in Harlem. Is yeah. Good, yeah. The, um, and, and when you were talking about uh, adding uh, about sort of a living record that uh, I guess a few years back, uh, Chance the Rapper and Jeremy did um, Merry Christmas, Little Mama, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they released it like, again, they released it late on SoundCloud, like in, uh, I think it was actually in December, maybe a week or two before Christmas. And the week later, I mean, the year later, they recorded an additional two or three songs to add to it. Oh, and, that's cool. Yeah, and that's pretty. That's a pretty strong record too. So, if I dig in, I can go. I can go farther. But those are those are the ones that sort of stick out, stand out to me is the um, the ones that hold my attention. I got to say, one of my one of my pet projects, one thing I'm going to do later today, tomorrow, is every year I send an invitation to Curtis Blow. Because I so want to talk to him about about Christmas rapping. So <laughs> nice. So, oh, and also uh, Outcast Players Ball, which is awesome. Oh yeah, that was a Christmas song. That's yeah, cool. it doesn't it doesn't sound like a Christmas song, but it was you know a very Outcast Christmas song. So there's the the original version yes. is a Christmas song, and I don't know if that's fully like widely available, but the original one, yeah, they actually say like on Christmas Day and things like that. Yep. <laughs> Scene was so thick. Low rise, 77 severe, L dog, them but them blacks, all the players, all the hustlers. I'm talking about a black man having here. You know what I'm saying? It's beginning to look a lot like wood. Follow my every step. Take notes on how I crept. I'm about to go in depth. This is the way I greet my season. Here's my get to rep. I kept to say the least. No, no, it can't cease. So I began to piece my two and two together. Got no snowy weather. Have to find something to do better. Bet I set some traps, so shut up that. No sense about some solid night. I got sick crock if it ain't real, ain't right. I'm like, no matter what the season, forever chill with Smith. Why do we need uh, 
Christmas hip hop songs? Well, I feel like hip hop is the is the one genre where I feel like you can literally talk about, sing about, rap about anything, you know. And so, I think when the when you can consider that so much music can be traced or related to holidays or feelings, um, you know, there shouldn't just be one genre where like, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't have that, you know, like, oh, we can't have, or maybe we don't have the Christmas death metal song, you know, right. maybe, but I feel like in hip hop, you can do anything, you know, you can make happy hip hop, you can make sad hip hop, you can make angry hip hop, you know, so why not festive? Yeah. You know, and I think that it just it just shows that there's no limit to the music. Anything that stretches the boundaries, I think, of the genre are things that I'm interested in. Sure. Yeah. When I asked the question, by the way, part of it was on one hand, I think one of the things I find interesting about Christmas music is the idea that, you know, ultimately I kind of I think if you like Christmas music at all, you ultimately want to hear Christmas show up in the music you like best. And the music you most connect to, which is understandable. What were the uh, Christmas songs that were important to you uh, and your family growing up? Uh, man, uh, Donny Hathaway, This Christmas, is probably one of my favorites. We played it so much in the house. I even mentioned it on one of the songs that, like, once I hear that, you know, then I know that it's time, you know. Um, the Motown Christmas stuff is, I probably know every word, every song on it, you know, from the Temptations to uh, Jackson 5, all, all this stuff. Um, Mariah Carey even, you know, great, great Christmas album. So, yeah, it's just a, a warm feeling that I get once once Christmas music is playing. You know, so it takes me back to, to childhood. And that's that's kind of what, you know, raps about comic books and anime and stuff did for me. So same feeling. And, you know, that's a feeling that I mean, we all chase that. We chase that that feeling of youth, that feeling of innocence, especially in like a crazy rough world that we're in. You know, we want some some moments where we can feel childlike innocence again. Sure. Things weren't so crazy. So and yeah, Christmas in uh it's, it's it's christmas no it's not it's motown it's just a motown christmas uh compilation and that's that's the album for me that takes me back you know uh, what is it the temptation style at night oh man mm. get chills <laughs> You know, I have a theory. Maybe you could, you you could, sort of spot me on it. But I've always kind of thought that this that Donny Hathaway's "This Christmas" 
almost occupies the same place in sort of for black families in America that like White Christmas does, you know, that it is one of those songs that ha- is is just, you know, it's so important. And, oh, yeah, it's uh, like it's so the beloved. quintessential, yeah, it's the quintessential, everyone loves it, Christmas jam. Yeah. You know, that you will hear at every Christmas event in, in the community. How did you hear Christmas music as a kid when you, when your family was? Well, it was my mom on the stereo, the, the classic wood grain stereo uh, with the two cassette decks and the, you know, record player on top and uh, maybe even eight track player back in the day. And um, I can just always remember me being upstairs. You know, we had a, a two-story house and me being upstairs in my room, maybe playing with toys, playing video games, something. And I would smell like either she's, like I got a pot of coffee on or some tea or something like that. Maybe some uh, some sort of cider or something. And I'll smell it. And then I open the door and then I'll hear Christmas music blasting. And that's usually when she's downstairs like wrapping presents or putting up the tree or doing the Christmas stuff. And then I'll come down and ask the help, you know, and she'll like put my presents away or something, and, uh, uh, you know, and then we'll we'll put up the tree together. And uh, and I still remember my favorite Christmas ornament was this plastic uh, Santa Claus and, and reindeer plastic thing that could like kind of bend around and you could see all the sides of it and uh it was so cool i used to put my gi joe toys inside the sleigh they would all fit in there (laughs) with the presents and um and i knew when it was time to put those out like normally christmas music was playing in the back so it's like all these really really like special memories that i'll never forget did you hit a place or an age where christmas music became uncool for you Never. Oh, really? Good no. for you. Yeah, uh, never for me. Like, I remember being older, working in jobs and things, and I remember working at CVS. And once we had to switch our, like, Muzak over to Christmas music, everyone got so upset. Like, oh, I hate hearing these songs. And I'm like, what? Like, you're crazy. Like, this is great. And, you know, but everyone just hated it because it was the same maybe 15 songs on loop all day. And uh, but I loved it. I never ever had a moment in my life where I just didn't like Christmas music. Were there challenges when it came time to write Christmas music? Um, no. I, I think just thinking back to those mo- moments that, that Christmas was so special to me when I was young, that it 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 wasn't too tough for me. Um, you know, the songs on the album are basically about me being a child. There's like one or two about like Christmas as an adult. And what it means but most of them are you know i hope i get really cool presents or oh it smells like christmas oh there's snow coming down it feels like christmas you know and, and those were like really cool feelings that i'd never really written about so it was actually pretty fun that and not too hard to do merry christmas I got a real good feeling that this is gonna be the best Christmas. No fighting, no fussing, no stealing. I'ma get everything on my wish list. 
Dear Santa, I've been on my best behavior. I brush before bedtime, I play nice with the neighbors. I keep my room spotless and I wash up all the dishes. I share with my brothers and I stick up for my sisters. I take out the trash when it isn't my turn to. I come in the house four minutes before curfew. Finish all my dinner even when I don't enjoy it. Do whatever I'm told, but my parents ignore it. But they told me that you know when I'm awake. And you know when I'm asleep and know when I'ma make mistakes. And when I don't, so I am totally sure. Cause I see it every time we go to the store It's the same thing I wanted for the past two seasons So I know I deserve it, I'm past due evening I signed a letter in my best manuscript Sat it next to the ginger snaps and cold milk Cause, oh, I got a real good feeling That this is gonna be the best Christmas No fighting, no fussing, no stealing I'ma get everything on my wish list oh, I got a I think one of the challenges is trying to figure out how to write about Christmas music now, you know, in the world we live in, in the culture we live in, that how not and and at the ages at the ages we are, how not to either be you know seem either you know singing sort of below our age or writing below our age, writing below our our knowledge, writing below our awareness, but at the same time not being. So you know, so aware that you end up sucking all the fun out of Christmas. Um, and I, I, it always strikes me as a balancing act for a writer, trying to figure out how to, you know, how to do joy, how to do excitement, as at the age you are, you know, living where you do, living in the time you do. That's a really good point. Um, I think that I was fortunate enough when I was writing this to to just kind of shake off the cool factor and just just be a kid again and be excited about it you know I, I wrote about this is on wish list where I just wrote about me flipping through the the Sears or Spiegel's catalog picking out all of the cool things that I wanted you know and writing a letter to Santa now I'm a 40 year old man so I don't necessarily I haven't written a letter to Santa in a long time but but being able to just to rewind time and, and step into a, a younger self, I think is really fun. And that's that's the joy of music for me is you can become anybody in any age, any person, any time. And, uh, you know, so that was that was a real fun, like exercise and creative writing for me. Yeah, I would. It's funny. I've, I've been thinking about that in the last couple of years now that I now that I have a daughter and as she gets older, that. You know, I realized things like laying, like laying down on the floor with the Sears catalog in front of you and just carefully writing down everything you want out of it, you know, and like writing down, like, like covering a sheet of, news, of newspaper or of paper or something like that's, you know, she has no idea about that, that her, you know, mm-hmm. that's that, a completely different lifestyle. Like, yeah, these kids know nothing about that. No. So I love every year doing a um, just a little look back. So I, I usually do it on my socials. I'll say like, "What was the biggest toy on the year you were born?" So I have my friends tell me the year they were born, and then I I'll find the biggest toy of that year. Like, oh, it was the Cabbage Patch Kid. Then it was this toy robot from Radio Shack. It was you know, uh, Tell Me Elmo. You know, and uh, just being able to think back, and then probably the when you look forward to like the last 10 years, it's been a video game, you know, like it's just been a video game system. That's it. Yeah. 
Is there a song a song on the album you're particularly proud of, or you think that really hit it? There's a couple. I, I think there's some bangers on there, but uh, I really like uh, Christmas is Coming. Uh, it's just a kind of a general, like, we know that it's time for Christmas, you know, whether it's the snow, whether it's, you know, Christmas in the city. Like, I'm from Philadelphia, so in, in Philadelphia, a place that's known for, like, People being a little a little more rough around the edges than, than a lot of places. But yet around that time, everyone's speaking, everyone's being friendly, they're waiting their turn. There you start to see, you know, the the garland and the designs and the, you know, you start to see all types of decoration and Christmas spirit kind of just sprinkle across the city. And uh and that's that was what that song is about. But the last song uh, that was originally a part of it is called My Christmas Prayer. And I thought that one was um, the one song where I got a chance to be reflective, where I thought about, and it wasn't necessarily even Christmas, it was kind of Thanksgiving, because it's what kind of begins the whole thing. And so getting together for Thanksgiving dinner, and then having all of your family around, you know, you're joining hands, you say a prayer, you think about the people who don't have family, friends, food at this time. So that's what Christmas prayer is all about. It's just like, man, these there's so many people, adults, kids you know, who may not have this and that, you know, we're not only thankful for what we have, but we're also like just hoping for the best for those people who, who don't get to see this type of a holiday. I think I'd be remiss in the middle of this holiday season if I didn't try to at least shed a little bit of light on those who have not. So this one goes out to everybody who may not feel like you got the best Christmas coming. You're alive we finish off the turkey and the cranberry sauce i'm off in the basement with aunt mary breaking out the box label xmas a seven foot tree completes the checklist tree up stocking stuff now we ready the warmth of the season always gets my heart heavy kind of feel emotional at this time of year i know the holidays are supposed to bring all kind of cheer but i wonder how the homeless is getting through them without presents of family to give them to them and the so um that's one where I feel like, you know, I think I'm a pretty good storyteller. And I think I, I think when it comes to like emotional stories, I think that's probably where where I'm like best. So. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think uh, my Christmas prayer is probably my favorite. Thanks to Mega Rand for the time and the talk. You can find A Very Random Christmas wherever you find music online. In the episode, we mentioned Outkast's Players Ball and Jeremy and Chance the Rapper's Merry Christmas Little Mama. We'll put links to our episode on Players Ball and the Merry Christmas Little Mama album in the show notes. You can find Mega Ran on all the usual social media platforms. And if you have comments on today's episode, I'm on Facebook at 12 Songs of Christmas. You can also check out more of my writing at myspiltmilk.com. Thanks as always to AF the Naysayer for the theme music. He has a great new single available now through Strange Daisy Records in New Orleans, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Also, thanks to you for listening. We'll finish with one more from Mega Rand's A Very Random Christmas. This is Snow Business. Talk to you next week. You. Crack it. It's good, left. How you been?
Another loss. Just there's no starts to fall. Blanket in my community. Most people see it as a hindrance, but in this I saw opportunity. Grab my scully and my shovel, and plus my mittens too. No time for fronting the nothing. We on a mission, dude. Christmas time is coming, and we gotta make the ends meet. Wrote a letter to Santa, but just in 